going on, guys? You're on the sidelines with Derek Myers. Uh, got my, my really good friend with me, uh, Rick Sincere, again, here from uh, MTMV Sports. What's going on, bro? Chilling, man. Having a phenomenal day, bro. How are you? Pretty good, man. Just tired. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long day, bro, um, but I'm ready to hop into this stuff, man. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, we got first one of the thing. All right, so first on the thing, we're going to talk about um, NBA free agency. They've been they've decided to move NBA free agency from, um, I think, July 1st yeah. right, to, yeah. um, to June 30th at 6 p.m. Um, it it kind of feels a little bit like what the NFL does when it's time for free agency. They move it about 4 o'clock that, mm-hmm. um, in, in that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just kind of builds a lot of anticipation, a lot of stuff. They'll control the news stream for that entire night when things break really quickly. Um, yeah. But my question is, how are you? How do you feel this will impact free agency this year? Um, I really think it's just going to impact the uh, the news aspect of it. Because pretty much you already know that there are guys behind channels already talking. Like, that's a given. But I think, I think, um, I think we're going to hear more. This, this year's free agency class is actually uh, is pretty high class. So I'm pretty sure we're going to start hearing some stuff. I expected to hear stuff about, um, about AD. Probably, I think I, I'm, I'm expecting to hear something about him within the first two days, two or three days. Um, so I don't think we're going to hear anything too much about like a trade actually going through until then. Um, but in terms of actually signing, because he's not a free agent, but actually signing, I think we'll hear something within the first 48. Man, so um, Anthony Davis, um, the the last thing I heard about him was their meeting in L.A. They're supposed to be meeting in L.A. Yeah. at some point this week, yeah. right, um, to talk about his, the possibility of him staying mm-hmm. um, with New Orleans. And so mm-hmm. I will talk about that a little bit later when we get into perspectives on, yeah, on yeah. you know, what's happening with the Pelicans. But at the same time, like, I think the AD, I think you're right. I think AD stuff will drop soon. When yeah. do you think we'll start hearing stuff about KD? And uh, when do you think we'll start hearing stuff about um, you know people like Kyrie? Uh, um, I don't think we're going to hear anything about Kyrie until we know if there's an actual trade between Boston and New Orleans. I think that's when we'll hear what's going to happen. I think that's when we'll hear that he'll actually sign. Um, I expect him to sign wholeheartedly, but I think we'll hear something about that when that trade goes goes down. So I think I'm expecting KD's news to hit first. I'm I'm thinking he'll probably hit first, and then when the trade between Boston and New Orleans hits, then we'll hear Kyrie officially resigns. Um, mm, I don't know, man. This is gonna be an interesting year. I, this is an off, interesting off season. There's not uh, there's not much that um, that I think is gonna happen in terms of um, things we don't know. Like for example, uh. If KD if KD ends up re-signing him and going to state, that's not too far fetched. Kyrie re-signing in Boston is not too far fetched. Ka- Kawhi going to the Clippers not too far fetched. But if Kawhi decided to go to like the Lakers, I don't think we're going to hear anything off too often uh, like something like that because that's not there's nothing there's no way in on earth that that's actually going to happen with Kawhi going to the Lakers. Wait, what? Kawhi's not going to the Lakers. Why not? There's no reason for him to go to the Lakers. I think he could actually end up staying with Toronto or going to the Clippers if he decides to go to LA. But look at what Kyrie's doing right now, right? Like he's he's definitely he's showing a lot of people stuff they may not have known about him, 
right? He's it's not the system. It's not just that's, the system, but he's yeah. putting an entire team on his back. I, right? Yeah, that's that's actually the only thing I can say about Kawhi um, right now versus what we were listen, hearing last year and, and year before. He's not a system player. So that's why I think him going to, to the Clippers would be phenomenal or staying in Toronto would be phenomenal. I don't think he's going to stay in Toronto because Kyle Lowry is not someone you can depend on. So why wouldn't he go to the Lakers? This dysfunction with the front office. He's playing with LeBron. Does he not like LeBron? I think he likes LeBron, but I don't think there's a reason to go to L.A. Until Lakers, really. There's no reason to go. He's already got a championship. He's not looking for a ring. I mean, he, he, might, he might want more, but he's not, like, desperately searching for one right now. Um, he doesn't need LeBron. Right? He'll there's need nothing LeBron. over there in, in, terms of, in terms of coaching in L.A. Yeah, right now, you're just talking about Frank Vogel. You're talking about well, Jason, Jason Kidd, Kidd. yeah. <laughs> so is is I don't think that there's any way that he goes to to Lakers. There's just nothing. Nothing makes sense for him to go to Lakers. Clippers, yes. Toronto, yes. Lakers, no. I feel like okay. So it it, it seems to have been rumored for like the last you know few years, uh-huh. right? Um, that they would link up at some point, LeBron and Kawhi. Right. right, that seems to be something of a thing. Well, at one point, the big thing was there's a possible big three coming with um, PG, Kawhi, and LeBron. Right, and that mm-hmm. didn't pan out. That mm-hmm. was just a rumor that never panned out. I'm thinking, I'm starting to feel the same way about that Kyrie, KD, AD rumor in New in York. New York. That's right, that may not pan out for real. That's not. Um, but at the same time, why would why? Why would a Kawhi look at a situation with LeBron and that young nucleus, right, Mm -hmm. and then say, no, I'm good on that, when he just did some phenomenal things in the East? The only thing, the only reason I would say no is because of the allure of the East, which means that I can get through here. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, If I had, like, two more pieces, I can get through here with no problem. I can dominate over here and be the man on this side of the world, Mm -hmm. right, on this side of the NBA. That's the only part of the allure that I see. But if he's thinking about, you know, possibly, you know, more legacy, possibly overcoming some stuff and maybe, you know, challenging for it all, then I can see him going to a team like the Lakers. Why not? You say because of the dysfunctional office, right? Front office, that's one thing. Okay. LeBron is going into his 17th year. Why would you want to, you know, pair yourself at that stage of your career with LeBron at, the, at his stage? Because he's a young 17th year. You he's know what I mean? He's not young. He's, he's not, not old. He's not young. Everyone's got to stop this, bro. LeBron is not. He's he's a phenomenal player, but he's out of his prime. He's out of his prime, and out of his prime is still up there with some of the best in the league today. So there's nothing wrong about it, but at the same time, first off, there's no real roster built around LeBron. This is just. Well, we got Lonzo, you got Kuzma, and you got Ingram that you can say. Uh, oh, and Hart, Josh Hart. Those are the really the only four players that you're going to be there that you can say. There's no depth on their roster. So what are you going to fill the roster up with? Who are you going to fill it up with? I can see Jimmy Butler going there. I can't see Kawhi going there. I can see Jimmy going there, but if Jimmy goes, then um, I, don't, I don't know. Jim, playing with Jimmy 
isn't super cool all the time, apparently, right? No. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, that's definitely, that's and I don't know if him and LeBron will be cool. I think mm-hmm. he'll respect LeBron. That's what I heard. When we talked to um, Chris Broussard, I heard him say mm-hmm. that Jimmy Butler being in Los Angeles is good only because he believes that um, that Jimmy will respect LeBron enough to mm-hmm. be, you know, enough to be cordial as opposed to being, like, you know, crazy like he's been, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I feel like we've seen some growth from, from Jimmy Butler already. Oh, most right? definitely. Like, I think I think he should honestly stay in Philly. I think he should. I agree with but, that. But but what could happen is him going to L.A.? Yeah, I think that, that's very possible. Um, I would like to see him stay in Philly, though, because I, I think I think Philly has to go ahead and, and, and fill up their roster. They've, they've got to get some shooters. They have to get shooters. In order for Embiid's career to, to, to sustain any type of length, He's got to have someone that's going to draw defense off of him in the paint. So yeah, you got to get some shooters. The the Dario Sarges or Robert Covingtons of the world, who they had, they've got to get someone in there just like that. Because you can't just rely on JJ Redick. And actually, I think Redick was on his uh, last year his contract too. So I'm not even, I'm not I'm not too positive about that, but I think he was. And if that's the case, then you know what are you bringing him back on? Because I think he was on a one year twenty million somewhere around there. So let me okay. So I look at this right. So when, so Steph Curry is thirty one, right? Steph. Yeah. Yeah, thirty, thirty one. So LeBron's only what three years older than him. Yeah, but they're not the same age. Okay, okay. Think about the the, the stuff that LeBron's gone through in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Went through. We went to the finals eight straight times, um, and his body has taken a beating. I think the way his style of his play will wear you down a lot faster than the style of Steph's play. So, yeah, their ages, like, biologically may not be too far off, but their basketball age is way off. Steph, although Steph has had injuries. It's hard to carry around a bunch of guys (laughs) for 17 years. Well, my bad. Fourteen years. Fourteen years. Yeah, outside yeah, of those yeah, three years, yeah. with you know what I mean. Like it's tough. <laughs> it's not easy, man. Like, and I and I see your point. Like you're right. His career lends itself to you know, like lends itself to injury, which he should have sustained a whole lot earlier. Should have been, yeah, right. Been banged but a lot he more. phenomenally made it through most of his career without having serious injury up until last year. Mm-hmm. And I think what we see as LeBron aging, you know, the aging kind of stuff happens when you're, when you're, um, well, you start to living. see evidence of, yeah, when you're living, <laughs> but we start to see evidence of age um, through injury. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we start to see his, his injuries, you know, piling up, at least last year. Mm-hmm. But, is there no possible way that LeBron can come back this year and be flashes of LeBron that we've seen in the past? I think or will we see old more, LeBron this year? I think he'll be a little more rested because he's been out a lot longer this year than any other offseason in the last eight years. But. <laughs> That's a sneak jab, bro. He's going to be rested. He's going to be well rested. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of basketball happening while I he's mean, at the house. Yeah, I mean, he's at Space Jam too. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know. I'm, I, look at, I look at LeBron in the way. Um, anyway, anyway, so. Um, but no, to answer your question, no, we're not. I don't think we're going to see that level of LeBron. You, we won't see high level LeBron this year. I don't think we should. Like, until. until Let's just hypothetically say mm-hmm. the Lakers are in a position to be in the playoffs. You should sustain your body throughout the year till you can get 
to the second half of the season and then ramp it up. That's 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 what he did the previous year when he was in Cleveland. That, that was his that was his thing to try and ramp it up toward the end of the season and, and then playoffs. Um, so yeah, I think I think um, I think he should do more something like that because if you're talking about staying in in the league until your son is starting to play, um, that's what another four years or so. Depending on how good his son looks good so his far. His son looks really good. He looks good. He doesn't look phenomenal. Well, he's fourteen. But he looks good. That's what. But I mean, we've seen kids at fourteen be phenomenal. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, but at the same time, he looks good. He looks really like, good. He looks really good. Looks really and LeBron, good. if you listen, man, don't get mad. I just say he doesn't look phenomenal. Not yet. Right. He but just he, hit, he just hit his first dunk this year. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean? He's getting there. So he's, he's getting yeah, there. he's getting there. He's getting there. And, getting there. I, and I say. Um, you know, I say with the training, I've ever done in my life. So. Yeah, and I say with the training, I mean, I've done a few on the eighth foot, <laughs> or whatever. But um, <laughs> no, I see he, he's looking. He, the kid's looking, um, looking good. Um, I don't know kind of what we we'll expect to see from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what we expect to see from, but I know what I expect to see from LeBron next year. I expect what? to see a motivated LeBron next year. I really do. I expect to see a motivated LeBron because it is his first time sitting at home tweeting while people are making history, right? Like, this isn't his thing. This is the first time we haven't seen him black out on social media for a minute. He hasn't blacked out on social media, but, I mean... He went into playoff mode. He's not in playoff mode. Yeah. So so uh, he's on there. And he's, he's coming, right? Yeah. Like, somebody yeah. does a great dunk. He's like, great He, he dunk. liked a picture of Kyrie in a Lakers jersey. Yeah. I mean, look, he right. he's, he's heavily involved now, right? Yes. yes. And... You see all his major ventures, right? Like, you mm-hmm. see, he, I mean, I see his name on a lot more movies and championships ever, right? You know what I mean? Like, he is killing it mm-hmm. in that arena, and it's great, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, I would say, um, and not just movies, I'm talking about, like, shows and sitcoms, and he's really having he's, a good time in L.A. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. If, we look at, if we look at it overall, right, um, I would say this. I do expect that even though he's doing all that, even though the Space Jam's coming up and all that kind of stuff, right, you'll see a motivated LeBron. At least I believe this this season you'll see a motivated but LeBron. How much of a motivated LeBron is going to carry this roster through the West? This see everybody's been talking about LeBron's carried a, a lesser team to the finals. That was in the East. That's real. You know real. we're talking about the West at this point. Yeah, and and, that's real. and and I mean Denver's only going to get stronger. They bring in Michael Porter Jr. in to the to the mix this next season. Uh, Wait, know. what do you expect? I just quick question. What do you expect from him? Because I like that kid, Bro, and I think he could be a star. As long as that back holds up, I, Denver's going to be a problem next year. Okay, they're a young team, but they're going to be a problem next year. Okay, and then I can't really say too much about Portland. I think we'll, Portland's going to be around the same where they were this year. Um, Houston might have some troubles. There might be a problem out there now because you know you heard that report of of CP3 and and Harden arguing after they lost. I mean, it was a matter of time. Yeah, of course. Matter, but yeah, but they CP3, can't they can't coexist like that in in D'Antoni's system. Let me ask you a question: Does CP3 kind of feel like the old guy at the gym to you? Yeah. Like I yeah. hate. I don't want to say that because he's been I, such, he's been phenomenal for a long that, time. Though. It's not even just that though. It's the fact that is that. Combined with James Har- James Harden's play, those just don't they can't coexist. They can't. So, I mean, far this might be a far fetched thing. I wouldn't mind seeing CP3 go to to the Lakers, and then you add like a Jimmy Butler to that mix. That would that would be very interesting. At the oh, they're gonna fight in practice. They're gonna fight. Yeah, yeah. But 
They're going to fist fight in practice. But, yeah, because then, well, never mind. This might not work. I'm saying Jimmy Butler and neither one of those two, Neither one of those guys coming off the bench. So that wouldn't work. Never mind. Um, what do you think of some surprises we'll see in free agency? I'm talking about something that, that's like mind-blowing, headline-grabbing. Yeah, something that you think will happen and be like, oh, snap. Do you remember when we saw um, Cousins going to the Warriors and they grabbed headlines and kind of killed Twitter for a day? I can't lie. What do you that, think? that did actually scare me a little bit. Yeah, that I was trying to put on a front, but that was, that did scare me a little bit. But so, what's something this year during this free agency period that'll be like, oh my gosh, that I think would happen, that realistically would happen? Everyone keeps keeps denying it, but I can't help but think that KD can actually, if he leaves Golden State, I can't help but think that he actually goes back to OKC. I like I can't help but to think about that. Because you have a void there. Obviously, they need him back. Um, had he been there, I think they would have probably knocked Portland out in five games. But I don't know. To me, that would probably be the only thing. That would KD oh, going back home. That wouldn't only like that would kill headlines. Yeah, right. I mean, that would be the biggest story. But his story would feel a whole lot like LeBron coming back home. Right? It would. It would. It would feel a whole like his overall legacy would sound, would feel a whole lot more than that. If you're KD, why not stay with the Warriors and collect ten championships? See, I don't think they're going. Okay, their championship run, I think, ends after this year. Say what? They're for consecutive championships and all that stuff back to back. I think this is it. How? Because with that roster, with the current roster, if KD stays. If K- well, see, if KD stays, I think they're going to have Draymond's going to be gone. No. Yes. You I don't think so. You can't, you can't have, that cap space is just is too, they're going to go into the $400 million mark with an luxury tax alone. I think he takes the cut. Having those guys. They're not, who's taking a cut? I think Draymond will take a cut. Draymond, For the championship? No, Draymond, no. Draymond, don't, Draymond wants his money at this point. He's I got think, three rings already. I think he'll chill. He's got, he's got three rings. If they win this year, they, he's got four. I think if KD stays, Draymond will, will chill. I think Draymond and um, and Clay. I think both of them will say, "Hey, you know they what? They both want their money, bro." I think they'll both chill Clay, for the, Clay for just the championship. Took a 30, Thirty-one million dollar cut for not hitting uh, the the All NBA list, I just think, barely missing it. And I think and, and chill. he deserved it. He actually deserved that. So, I, you think they won't chill for for the no. run? Like if if KD no. says he'll stay. You don't think they'll chill for the run? No. I really don't. One of those guys are gone. One of them are gone. Not like they cannot fiscally like this financially cannot stay together. Andre's gone after the season. That's what? That's what like 6 mil? I can help. <laughs> Livingston might be gone after next season, so that might be another couple, but that's not doing much. They're going to end up being where the the top the the, the 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 five the starting five take up the entire cap cap space, and then what do you got? D leaguers. Make a name for yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just I don't see them staying together further than this year. Wow. Okay. I just don't because okay. it, it just doesn't make any sense financially for them to do it. Unless Draymond, people get really unselfish. Draymond is going to want his money, bro. Okay, That's well, the reason why he wanted to be on that. Uh, what about a restructure for Steph? 
You restructuring two hundred million dollars? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Because for Steph, Steph can make that money. And this is the same reason why New England was able to last for so long, mm. right? Because Tom's smart, right? For one, he's not really worried about money enough because Giselle's making tons of money, oh, yeah. right? So he's not really thinking about that. And on top of him not thinking about money, he, he can afford to say, hey, you know what? Um, instead of me you know, taking max money, I'll take less than that so we can continue to have you know, afford great players, yeah. right? You look yeah. at Drew Brees. Drew Brees is doing the same thing, right? Because mm-hmm. he knows he's in a championship window. He only probably has this year, right? Or maybe next year, possibly, right? They'll, they'll win a championship. Win. So, I have a song for you, right? I have a song for you. So, <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing anything. There's a whole song. They're not, they're not even going to be an NFC champion. I don't want to start singing the song, right? <laughs> but the song kind of goes like, Going black and go to the Super Bowl. We're gonna <laughs> win till we can't no more. <laughs> they robbed us last year, but we're back for more. We're gonna win till we can't no more. Like I, I it's put it not up, happening. I'm bro. dead serious. It's, it's, it's gonna not happen. Happening. You can make it's all the songs you want. They're gonna not, happen. They're not gonna, doing. They're winning the Super Bowl. So, but outside of that, right? You mm-hmm. look at those guys and they decide, hey, we are going to take the lesser amount because we can make it up in endorsement deals. You can, right? Yeah. We can make it up in in other places, and yeah. because they can make it up in other places, mm-hmm. it's not so hard. They're not so hard up for that cash, and they would take the restructure so mm-hmm. that we can actually max out our team potential. Now you're right. Some people may say, "Hey, we got four already." You know what I mean? I'm not doing that. Doing this for KD and with the speculation and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if behind closed doors they're cool and that chemistry is good, then I could see somebody saying, "You know, for the betterment of where we can go, we will take less." I don't think this is about their chemistry. Okay. I think it's about setting themselves up for the future at this point. Because think about it. If your goal has always been to win a championship, and after five years you have four of them, what makes you at this point say I'm going to take another pay cut when you're what? And now Draymond's like what 27, somewhere around there, like maybe maybe 28. So if you're talking about being in that part, that position of your life where now you're about to go. You got to set yourself up for retirement when you actually retire. You know, so Draymond's like, twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Okay, mm-hmm. so think about it. He's close, he's almost thirty years old. You're not going to be playing for another ten years. And Clay's twenty nine. Right. You're not. You're not going to be playing for another ten years. So, what? Set yourself up. Get some money. Get some more money and everything like that. Play as long as, long as you can. Call it a career. If- they've they've already got their legacy solidified. Like, like no one can say anything about these guys as individual players. They are solidified. They're cemented in history. So at this point, what more do you have to prove? What, you want to win four consecutively? That's, that's not even going to happen. They physically cannot do that. Who? The Warriors win four back-to-back. I think they can. They can. If they you, stay intact. You see how intact. tired they are right now? I know how tired they are, but if they stay intact, Right? I mean, what's what's coming in the finals? I would have been more scared. Okay, we don't know what's going to happen in the East yet. 
So we can't say, but let's speculate for a second, right? Okay. Let's just say we're looking at Warriors versus the Raptors, right? Uh-huh. So you have a one-man show coming into town, mm-hmm. right? And we've seen the one-man show in the past. It's been nothing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? They've swept one-man shows consistently, LeBron. right? Yes, LeBron, right? A one-man show and, you know, him and a little bit of love, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been... They've taken on that before and yeah. conquered it. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Right? So, so, did, so did Kawhi. Right, right. But still, like this that was Kawhi and the system. Yeah. This is Kawhi, no system. You get Kawhi, no system going against the Warriors, and I think the Warriors will walk out of that 4 0, no problem. Right? That's my thought. I may be wrong, but that's you what think, I think. Well, you think, I the, think Warriors if the Warriors sweep the Raptors? Absolutely. With no problem. Really? Yes. Hands down. They're not starting with KD. Don't matter. You think without KD, they're yep. sweeping the Raptors? Hands down. How? Easily. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see it. I, I think I, I see it with no problem. And then the, the, the scarier matchup mm-hmm. for me would be the whole team that's come that would come with um with, with the Bucks. That team, that team, the great player, right? That would scare me a little bit more than what I'm seeing from the Raptors. The Raptors scare me more than the Bucks. Tell me why. I mean, Kawhi. <laughs> so we matching one more answer here. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> it's Kawhi, man. I mean, the things that, that he can do. You think Kawhi presents more of a problem for them than LeBron did? Is it, his, is it his more outside shot? Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, more than LeBron. Why? More than LeBron. How? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 actually a good, a really good two way player. He's got more range in his game. Wait, wait. So you're you're telling me that LeBron versus that four headed monster last year? Mm-hmm. Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my bad. It would have been at least one win if it wasn't for Jr. You remember that, right? Everybody remembers that. I don't forget about so, that. So, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you, if it wasn't for JR, yeah, it would have been yeah, at least yeah, one yeah, win, yeah. right? That was actually game one, wasn't it? That was game one, yeah, right? Yeah. It would have kicked things off a little bit more. LeBron just was like, yo, forget it after that, right? He was. He was like, yo, I'm out. Bro, he ain't played this. He ain't played no more after that, right? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> he was like, this is the type of thing I got to deal with. I'm out. So, that's true. But, <laughs> at the same time, right? <laughs> At the same time, you look. At, at the same time, you look at you look at um. What's my you look at Kawhi, right? Yeah. So Kawhi, much different as far as personality is concerned, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how cerebral he is as far as you know studying the tape and then figuring out a team's weakness. That's always LeBron's thing, right? I'm studying the film, figuring out a team's weakness. He couldn't mm-hmm. figure out that four headed monster, right? So Kawhi, you think he presents a different set of problems than LeBron did? And do you, or do you think the team is just better? Like, what, what's your rationale? Well, you have a better supporting cast around Kawhi than LeBron had around him going against them last year. Um, so that's one. Two, like I said, I think Kawhi, I think he does break down that stuff. He just, he just doesn't talk about it. Because you see what he's doing against Giannis. One person doing that against Giannis. Like, that's, that's what it took. Al Horford and Baines together to even put Giannis close to what Kawhi is doing by himself. So I think 
I just think that Kawhi is able to do a little more on both ends of the court. I just think he does a little more than what LeBron would be able to do. So, and and that, plus because of who's around him, like Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, like, I'm not talking about Kyle Lowry, because I don't expect Kyle Lowry to show up. I have zero expectations for Lowry going into the finals. Zero. So, he should be able to exceed that far beyond. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, and then Mark Gasol, I just I just think they have a, he has a better cast around him than what LeBron had around him last year. So I, I think I think I'm not expecting the Raptors to win the championship. I'm expecting the Golden State to win, but I think that they can do a little more to Golden State than what the Bucks can do to Golden State. So I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I, I, I think that I think that um, I think Golden State's gonna win the championship. But I think this is gonna be the end of their run. This is gonna be the end of their run. Okay. This is gonna be the end of it. And the only okay, so I think I think in that case I think we'll you know agree to disagree on that, and I say why. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is only the end of their run if they start losing pieces. Or well, that's a part of it. That's yeah. a, that's what I'm saying. That's a part of it because I, I, okay, okay. Katie's gonna be gone. But uh, I think they can win a championship without Katie. They I really did. do. But I don't they think they, did, I don't think they can do it. I think if Katie goes back. Uh-huh. To if if your prediction comes true, okay. Katie goes back to OKC. Uh-huh. I don't know if the Warriors can overcome that. I don't either. Because then Katie would have studied the system, know the system, he, he understand exactly, how to stop the system, yeah. right? And then bring that information over to um, already Westbrook, already you know PG. I and think then they'd be getting be, Andre Robertson back. I think that'd be too much for them to that'd overcome. That'd be that'd be a lot. Yeah. That'd be a lot. So I think that the the three one loss OKC had against Golden State three years ago would be redeemed. Yeah, yeah, I, it would. But um, but at the same time, I, I yeah, it, that's tough. So there's another topic that we we thought to discuss. Well, um, hold on. Actually, before we get into that, okay, what did you think about the All NBA list? Hmm, I hadn't seen it because I hadn't seen it. Like I said earlier, Clay Thompson missed it. Uh, I think by I forgot how many votes it was, but he barely missed it. Uh, one thing that I, that I saw that um, that was very interesting was that uh, Rudy Gobert got got in over Carl Anthony Towns, and I'm starting to wonder about this whole voting system in terms of the All NBA list. Do you think? Do you think that they should include the postseason on these votes? I say no. Why? I, I say most of the stuff, um, I mean, postseason, regular season are always, you know, two different monsters, right? They are, um, yeah. And, yeah. And, and things change, and the way things are officiated is a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? People always say, oh, you're, okay, you got away with that in the season. Can you still get away with that in the playoffs, right? Right, right. And I don't necessarily, um, I see something different there. So I see that, I see whatever you do in the season, are you an all-star during the season? What it took to get to the postseason yeah. is what I think should be measured and paid attention to. I don't think we should include um, what's happening in the postseason in that. Um, do I think it needs to be included in the MB- MVP talk? Yeah. Right? Okay, so, so separating the, it separate, from... Yeah. Okay, okay. But for the okay. all-NBA team, um, because think about it. If we include 
and and this is the real reason why I don't super believe it should be included, right? Mm. It's because you skew the data a lot, and I and I'm and here's what I mean by that: mm. there's only a certain number of people who are going to the playoffs, and if mm-hmm. we're waiting for the playoffs, then there's a certain group of people who will include extra stuff that they've done, right? Versus some people who did well, stellar during the um, during the actual season, but they weren't. Like, let's say, for instance, they're a great player, but their team overall wasn't successful enough for them to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now this great player doesn't have a chance to be considered, right? Or maybe they are considered, but they are considered versus somebody who still, you know, have, still who still ha- yeah, who's still active yeah. and people are still watching them. And um, if, you, if the vote is taken after the playoffs are considered, right, then those people are freshest on their mind and these players are overlooked. That's true too. That's so true too. That's so my just the MVP. See, I, that that was that was the award that I was thinking about a lot um, when when, the, when everybody was talking about this was the MVP award as to whether that should be included because I think that the MVP award should be included. Think about last year. James Harden won last year, correct? Where has he been? Chilling. I mean, I, I, like it's like when the playoffs hit, Harden is gone. And so the MVP caliber type of player that you had for the regular season is no more. I mean, right now you're talking about Harden and Giannis that might that that, that are in tie. I think uh, they were talking about Paul George. No, was Paul George for Defensive Player of the Year? I want to say he. I think he was considered part for the MVP. But let's just keep it Giannis and, and Harden. Giannis is still playing right now. You know what I'm saying? So technically, if you kept it for postseason. He would just be the runaway winner. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think the MVP award. I think I, that is a good point. I think that we can consider point. that. Um, but I think for for all NBA, it's different. So you ready to talk? Um, you ready to talk media versus players? Let's get into it. All right, cool. So um, there's there's been this um, alarming new thing that's kind of going on, right? It's it's the um, it's the media, right? It's the media and people who are on the talking heads on television, guys on ESPN and some guys on uh, on Fox Sports, right? Um, where things are being said on television and players are starting to respond via social media. Um, the first instance of this, not not the very first one, right? But the first, the most recent one that's kind of been a thing is Chris Broussard versus KD, right? But right before <laughs> the Chris Broussard versus KD, the Odell Beckham versus Colin Cowherd thing kind of happened yeah, um, yeah. live. And, and a lot of people had, you know, things to say. If yeah. you're kind of need to be brought up to speed, here's how it went down. Um, Colin Cowherd thought to, to talk about the... <laughs> The most memorable moments of the Odell Beckham of the Odell Beckham era of our Odell Beckham's career, right? First yeah. off, um, he talks about the catch, which was the, the a major thing, right? And then right after the the catch, he starts to break down every other bad moment in in his <laughs> career, right? And and what I mean by that, so he talks about him getting into an argument with the net. Mm-hmm, right, and he mm-hmm. then talks about him coming back and marrying or proposing to the net. Yeah, and yeah. then after that, um, he talks about his feud with Josh Norman. Yeah. Right, he talks about him going on on the boat. All right, or going on the trip with, with the Trey guys. Songs and everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, as yeah. opposed to getting ready for that playoff game, and then yeah. coming back and not performing super well in that playoff game. Right, and so um, he brings out all those things as the most memorable moments in Odell Beckham's career. Right mm-hmm. now. 
Odell Beckham sees this, and then he immediately responds. He was like, look, I've stayed quiet long enough, right? Um, you know, he's clout chasing at this point, right? Mm-hmm. He's using his name to get ratings, and he came out real hard against Colin Cowher, basically saying, look, look, okay, <laughs> privately, you respond to me in a, in a much different way. Mm-hmm. You keep a much different energy when it's us just, you know, talking privately or through text message, right? right However... Right. Your energy changes, right, mm-hmm. when you go live and you're on TV and you do that so people can watch you because nobody has been listening right. recently. And that's right. kind of Odell Beckham's thing, right? So my overall thing is this, right? You saw a situation. You saw how it unfolded. Mm-hmm. Whose side are you on in that case? Uh, Odell's on that one. I mean, yeah, it's true. Your your energy is different when I see you. So, yeah, it is different. Um, I, I would have to go with him on that one. Uh Cowherd, I, I like him every once in a while. He's got he's got good points every once in a while, but for the most part, that was that was unnecessary to be honest. That was just unnecessary because I mean, if we're talking about football, let's just keep it at football. The antics part about it, if you want to talk about that, cool. But like OBJ's moments in the NBA, I mean NFL, I mean those those are to be respected, you know. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go at him like that. I, I think uh, I think I think OB I think OBJ's got a point. I think he's got a point. But, I mean, he's also got other people coming at him for, for not being at OTAs this week as well. Oh, that's like, another thing he mentioned. He mentioned yeah. that he was like, um, him being traded to the Browns is a memorable moment, right? And then Oh, he included that on the list? Well, yeah, well, it was it was a memorable thing, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then this whole OTA thing, not OTAs, just OTAs, it was um voluntary, voluntary mini cancer, right? Yeah, he had yeah. a problem with that too. Yeah. Right. Just kind of bringing that up a little bit. But I mean, some players don't show up. Because it's voluntary. It, yeah. I mean, like, is I'm not supposed to be mad. But I'm, like, for example, Malcolm Jenkins hasn't shown up for voluntary portions. Yeah. Which he normally does, but you know they're talking about you know he's holding out for a new contract and stuff like that. So that's that's normal. I'm not. I'm not. He's a leader on that team. Him not being there is is impactful. Uh, it is impactful. But the the guys in the room said that. It's business as usual. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, for they're some, not, they're not worried about it. I don't know what voluntary means sometimes, bro. I don't, I don't know what it is either. Cause I mean, like, I'm pretty sure. And I mean, should we go? Let me not, let me not go there. Let me not go there. I'll keep. I'll, okay. I'll be nice. Okay. Today. I'll be nice today. Cause I was gonna go into a racial part about it, but <laughs> <laughs> let me just be nice. Um. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I I don't voluntary the voluntary portion of it to me. You voluntarily there or you're not. I think what they also said was that OBJ had some other things that he was working on that he had already committed to, but he's already, he's still studying the film from from the camp. So I I don't have worries about him. I think I think I think Odell's gonna end up having a really good season this year. And I'm kinda torn, should I get him in fantasy or not? I'll answer that one for you very easily. No, not that I shouldn't want to get him, but am I gonna be able to get him? You won't be able to if you're not drafting high enough, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, a lot of people round. are scared. It depends on who scared. you're playing with. It yeah, depends who you yeah. playing with. I'm not scared. I'd get them. If you're playing with smart people, um, then you may wanna you may wanna think about where you draft them and kind of how how you draft them, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're playing with people who are casual sports watchers, then they're just kind of like, oh, Odell's making a transition, right? I don't think he'll be that great this year. He's gonna kill right? it out there, especially with Jarvis Landry yeah, out there I think, to be able to be a, a, a diversion yeah most definitely i think odell beckham is gonna be um phenomenal here's my problem with colin mm-hmm. i have one problem it's odell beckham jr 
Yeah. He's a basic highlight reel. Yeah. Just type in Odell Beckham highlight, yeah. right? And you can see content for a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, not, not for one minute, I'm sorry. And when I say a minute, I mean just for a very long, a long period of time, time translating yeah. for those who are not a part of the lingo. Um, but Odell Beckham goes stupid hard. And yeah. I mean, I'm talking about he, not, that one catch wasn't the only time he goes a one-hander. That was he just, made that normal. Yeah. He made yeah. that normal. He actually... actually I'm not sure if anybody really wants to go this far, but I'll, I'll say it. He actually did for the NFL what Steph did for the NBA in terms of changing how we how we view those positions. Steph with 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 shooting like far out from beyond the the, the three point line, the the one handed catch to me was just like that because before that you were seeing that every once in a while, like by accident. It wasn't a purposeful thing. Guys are actually training now since that catch. Are actually training how to catch with one hand. Yeah, and at stupid angles too. So, I think I think he actually revolutionized the game in that sense. Odell Beckham revolutionized how you catch the football. Odell Beckham revolutionized how you do your hair. Right? Like, how many people have his haircut, bro? Like, I've never seen, like, before he did it, mm. every kid wasn't around with that hairdo. Yeah. No, everybody has. Everyone I mean, I think they've moved on, right? But yeah. at the same time, like, he Especially was that guy. It. Yeah. Yeah. Odell yeah. Beckham Jr., if you type in, and this was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago. That catch um, was three years ago? Well, that catch was a while ago. Absolutely. But three oh, years ago, this highlight, so his highlight video three years ago was 17 minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, of course. You feel what I'm saying? Three years ago, his LSU highlight right now, right? This was years ago as well, right? His LSU highlight tape, um, our highlight on um, real is eight minutes long. You mean to yeah, tell me yeah. from those moments, from the many moments in all those highlights, the only things that we think about are the the net, him proposing to a net? But are I, you serious? I think I think it's more about what Odell said. You, you're using me for for cachet and just cloud chasing. I, I I get I get that. I agree with him on that. Man, I've seen Odell Beckham single handedly destroy teams. Yeah, and single-handedly lift fantasy franchises. He hasn't right? been able to do it for my against my Eagles. Never been able to beat my Eagles. But Odell Beckham has no highlights against the Eagles. He might have highlights, but he's never done anything. It's never translated to anything. Let me say that. Translated to what? It's always translated to L's. I'm gonna tell you why. Right? Eli is the main it's issue. It's not because of Odell. You feel what I'm saying? It's not because of Odell. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. thing is, and, and this is why I think Odell would be a great play this year. Really, because. Okay, before we talked about a quarterback with limitations. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you bring in a young quarterback with that can a live arm out the pocket, with yeah. a live arm and his capability, right? Yeah. And an offensive line that's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, but with <laughs> other weapons all around, right? Bro, it's, the Browns it are going to be, be disgusting when they add Kareem Hunt. <sighs> and that's why the Chiefs are not letting go of Tariq Hill. That's exactly why they're not yeah. letting him go. They're not letting Tariq Hill go. That's and, exactly and God, we why. had your boy here earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why they're not letting that's Tariq exactly Hill go. Exactly why. Because Tariq Hill is going to end up, um, he'll beat this thing, whatever it is. Um, he'll beat it. He'll be able to come back. But Did you hear it? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, you, did but you hear it? This is the NFL. That's but, what I'm saying. He'll be able to beat this. But did you hear him talking to his girl? Yeah, I heard it. He'll be able to beat this in the NFL. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm conf- like, I don't think he'll beat it because. Every single time there's been video out, video or audio, right? That's normally been the convicting thing, bro. One, of, I forgot his name, but one of the one of the defensive uh, players for uh, for the Cowboys, Greg Hardy. No, not Hardy. Uh, no, 
uh, I forgot his name. I think it was Brown. But he ended up killing one of his teammates in the car while while they were. He was like yeah, I remember that. going like over a mm-hmm. hundred. Ended up killing his teammate and still came back. So I'm pretty sure this is going to end up being where Tyreek. So you think Tariq will have deal no, with a problem? In, like he'll yeah. have some. He'll be There'll suspended. Be some type of punishment. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but he'll he'll be back. He'll be fine. I, I think they're going to end up keeping him in KC. If you're if you're the if you're the Chiefs. Um, do you not only because he's suspended right now, right? Because they made a statement by suspending him when they there's put no football him on game. Some type of right commissioner's um, list. Yeah. So since he's yeah. there, when this whole thing plays out, there are no nobody has been banned from the NFL yet, right? So do you think there's a possibility he could be banned from the NFL? Bro, I'm gonna tell you right now. If they ban him from the NFL, that's gonna go against the mo the NFL has. Like I said, do they you think they'll kill her back, bro? Do you like, think they'll <laughs> Colin Kaepernick ban him though? No. Which is the same way they did Ray Rice. Mm-mm. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Ray Rice, Ray Rice, Ray Rice was in a perfect storm. So okay. he he had the the issue, his age, and his position. True. True. So True. all those together combined, he's out of the league. And this is the he, fastest man I've ever seen on, on the football field. Yeah, you, like you could you could end up you can you can replace him because he was already when he when he was playing you saw a decline already. To his age, he already he already won a Super Bowl, but he's um he's at the point now where I can have him at RB two or RB one if I depending on where however so you know he's not your he's not your designated first. String. He, he wasn't worth it. He wasn't That's what worth you're it. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. He was already aged out. That's why I think he's not. He hasn't played again. Um. But yeah, he won't. He won't be Kaepernick. You don't think so? No. I'm. A, you're right, and I'll tell you why. Because if they let him go, John Dorsey's gonna sign him and not even think about Bro. it. Bro. All right. Or every other team. Or Jerry Jones. Yeah. Because <laughs> he. Yeah. He's had a lot of reclamation projects. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean. Pretty much, they're 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 uh the, the Cowboys team plane can be a prison bus like <laughs> they don't <laughs> they don't care <laughs> they don't care they don't care as long as you can produce they don't see the whole thing with Zeke this 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 going this week right uh, even though you mean what he did to that kid even yeah what he did with that against that security guard he 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 just brushed up against him knocked him over. It, he got. He got. Oh, I thought you meant how he um how he faked out that kid and made him fall, and oh. laughed at him. You didn't see that? No. It was cool. Oh. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, he picked him up gently later, but okay. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, no. But I'm saying like what he did with that he combined that with everything he's had from his past, right? And they and they, they didn't even bat an eye to this. They said that didn't. That's not going to affect our extension talks with him. No, of course not. They're not even going to fake like it's going to affect <laughs> it. <laughs> They're not even going to fake it, bro. Not even for just, like, give it a, a moment to breathe. They've already talked about giving him the most money at that position for a running back. So, no. I don't know. Yeah, stellar character Tyreek on the field. Hill will be fine. <laughs> he will be fine. If Kareem Hunt is already on a new team, Tyreek Hill is going to be fine. People would be upset with me if, if I really told my thoughts on that Kareem Hunt situation. Like, I'm dead serious. Well, but anyway, I'm not gonna say it, but I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking. About? Anyway, so um, it's a brand new show, bro. I ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's 
Let's talk about okay. So we we seen that on on one side it's been football, yeah. right? On the yeah. flip side of that is basketball, yeah, and I have yeah. a much different uh, I have a much different opinion um, when it comes to what's happening in this situation, right? Yeah. So um, what happened with the KD situation is very simple. So um, KD's on the sidelines mm-hmm. and the Warriors are doing well, mm-hmm. right? And they're killing it absolutely, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. they actually just swept through um that Portland series, and now they're kind of they're moving on to um their what is it fifth consecutive, fifth consecutive championship yeah. appearance, yeah. And and because they're doing that and they're going after the three-peat now, right? Um, then, to, to see this all happen without the assistance of KD, um, Chris Broussard came out and said that this was his worst nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. Being able, seeing that seeing they're, they yeah, seeing that prosper. they can prosper without you and seeing that you thought that now you've, you've had such an impact on the franchise mm-hmm. where they, they can't currently produce without you, but they actually can, yeah. right? Yeah. And seeing that you just walk away and they just pick up right where they left off with no problem. Bro, it's not even like they just picked up. They sped off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, I see Broussard's part, point on that. And so he's saying it. now that, that this is his worst nightmare come true because mm-hmm. this that situation fuels all the barbershop talks, right? Oh, yeah, So yeah. KD came out and said, he was like, really, Chris? My worst nightmare? Really, though? <laughs> right? And that's, that's kind of how he came at it, right? Yeah. And yeah. then um, after that, um, Chris Broussard sees that, right? And then um, he doesn't respond to that, but people are responding to it. They was like, oh, he clapped back. He clapped back. He clapped back. Mm-hmm. So then um, then Chris Broussard goes on um, Fox Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, he goes on Undisputed. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that, um, look, if he's really taking it from that perspective, then great, right? Because honestly, in, in, in America, being uh, just a normal human, making tons and tons of money, uh-huh. right? This is nothing. It's just basketball, and no, it's not the worst thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. But your basketball situation, yeah, this may be the worst thing for your basketball life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, he said, he, and this is the part that got to people, and this is the part that, you know, really, like, lit things up. Yeah. He said that, I talked to Katie, you know what I mean? We talk, right? He sends, you know, um, text message, and through text message, we, we talk, right? Mm-hmm. And through the text message, um, <laughs> through the text message, not only, we're Christians and that always allows us to get back to common ground, right? Mm-hmm. He's come at me more he's coming at me harshly or more I guess um more harshly through the Texas or privately than he ever did publicly. This was real tame. Right. Right. right, right, right. Um and then on top of that, you see KD come out and say, Cap, 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 <laughs> cap, cap. You don't got my number, man. Like, that's basically how he came at it. And that's crazy, but that's what happened, right? Yeah. So, you're like, you don't got my number, man. And so, <laughs> and he put the N in E, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so, then, then Chris comes out and say, yo, um, IG, Twitter, direct message, all those text messages are text messages, right? Yeah. You know, it's all the same. And then he was like, yo, but since you coming at me a little bit different, and for those who don't understand what cap means, right, cap, 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 cap means that you're lying, right? Cap yeah. means that you're lying. Yeah. That that accusation is basically saying that um, Chris Broussard has no credibility. Yeah. Chris had a problem with that, and he came on um, his IG, I think he went live, right, yeah. and said, look, if you're coming, um, you, you're coming for my credibility, right? And he said, I could expose the, the messages, but I won't, right, just for your benefit, because he believed at the time that those talks were private. Yeah. And yeah. so he was like, I won't, you know, I won't do that, right? Plus, that would also mess him up moving forward with any other athlete that actually reaches out to him. Right, because yeah. he needs to maintain that privacy, right? Mm-hmm. So he's saying he won't do that, then he went a step further, went on Fox Sports, um, Fox Sports, right? And he went on Undisputed again yeah, yeah, yeah. and said, yo, yeah. if if I'm lying, right, then fire me. 
He said, not only look, he said, because yeah. he, he said he won't prostitute um, his religion like that because he mentioned his religion in, in, yeah. a, in a segment, right? Yeah. So he was like, look, if I'm lying and I can't produce and I can't, you know, show you what I'm talking about, then fire me. Fox Sports, fire me, mm-hmm. right? Now, if he got fired the next day, that would have been a bad look. Right, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. So, so he comes out. He says, "Look, Fox Sports fire me." And, and KD, if I'm lying, like I hope everybody fires. Not only that, every church that got me booked, you think <laughs> you think I should be there, you know, preaching or whatever, talking to your people? No, don't book me. Yeah. Right? He was yeah. like, you know what? Cancel it. I'm not coming. <laughs> if if I'm lying, I'm not coming. He put everything out there, right? And after that, it's been silent. It's been quiet. It's been quiet. It's been very quiet. So, yeah, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you thinking, bro? <laughs> you know what? This is this is the part. This is the reason why I say Kevin Durant is so like unpredictable because he allows his emotions to dictate a lot. Where you're gonna respond? Where you're gonna go? Like he's going to allow his emotions to dictate a lot, and this is a part of that. You know. If you want to get into semantics and say that that wasn't a text message, oh, that's fine. I mean, I, I get why Broussard said it was text messages. I don't consider them text messages. But, cool. They're still direct messages. They still, uh, like, like talked at some point. So, I don't, I don't question Broussard's credibility at all. I don't. I don't think he's lying at all. I think Durant needs to focus on finals. Focus on rehab and getting back. Because I'm telling you right now, the injury he sustained does not sound like it's just a calf strain. It does not sound like a calf strain. So you need to get back to worrying about that. And if it was an Achilles issue, focus on that. If it is an Achilles issue, he has a lot of time to focus on. Oh, yeah. Like, he has a lot of time to focus on Twitter. You know what I mean? Because he'll be out for a minute. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, look, I don't know a lot of famous people, and I won't even, like, I won't even act like I do, right? Yeah. I'm not that dude. So I don't know a lot of famous people unless we're talking Christian hip-hop famous. You feel me? <laughs> like, yeah. outside, and I don't really know them. I just see them just when see they them. come around, right? Yeah. But honestly, um, this is the one famous dude I know. Yeah. Does that make sense? I yeah. know Chris Broussard. Yeah. And I've been, and, and when I say no, take it with a grain of salt. It's casual, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know him, no. I, 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 I could text him. Yeah. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And, and I can... Text him on his actual number. You yeah, feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, it's not um, a burner account. Yeah, it's not a burner. I, I can actually text him, <laughs> and, and and I've been in a situation with him, right? Yeah. Um, because of his because of his faith, right? Yeah, Only yeah, because yeah. he's a Christian, and I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian rapper, mm-hmm. and he had shows, and he had me out to some of the shows. That's the only way okay, reason okay. I'm I'm engaged with him at all, right? Yeah. Um, but I can say this based on what I've noticed and seen from him and his character, mm-hmm. right? And his delivery of promises. Like, yeah. Right. He when he puts on a show, he'll put on this thing called the King Movement, right? Mm-hmm. And he said when he says I'm coming to your town and I'm bringing DMX or something, right? If I'm coming to your town and I'm bringing the NFL Player Association, you can believe that Chris Broussard's coming and the NFL Player Association is coming. Oh yeah. You feel what I'm saying? He has guaranteed, he's done everything that he said he would do, Mm -hmm. hands down. Mm -hmm. So when he says that he could produce these messages, right, I don't doubt him for a second. I don't either. I don't don't doubt him for a second. I don't either. I I, I just think, I think Kevin Durant is more so playing on semantics. That's that's why he said you don't have my number. 
That is more semantics. That is that is semantics. But and I think he's wrong for that though because that was that was yeah. dirty. Yeah, that was dirty. It's dirty. That it's was dirty. It, and it's not the Christian thing to do. <laughs> but but it's just not. Right? But it's, it's cold blooded. That's like yo, I'm gonna kill your whole credibility here. And you yeah, know yeah. people are, uh, are KD stands, right? So what oh, they, they gonna do? Go after him. Yeah, they gonna go, try to go Especially after the Christian bandwagon. Start. Go to state fans. Yeah. So yeah. um, I will. <laughs> I will say this, man. Um, in this case, I think we're both on Chris Broussard's side, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. But, Tell myself what's up. Absolutely. Oh, yo, the crazy <laughs> part is, and, and I think we can mention this here. What you think, right? I think we could. All right, cool. So uh, we were in the room arguing about KD. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there's a guy who's sitting in the room. He was like, oh, I know KD. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. oh, oh, where? Yeah. Because <laughs> we had mentioned previously. <laughs> Bro, I apologize so fast, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i apologize so fast because i didn't want him to think i was calling him soft well you, you said he ain't got can we say you said he ain't got no heart right he ain't got no heart yeah so yeah that, so but that. but that was mainly because <laughs> that was mainly because <laughs> and the, the dude was like the dude was like yo um he's like no katie mentors my son and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, I I apologize. I didn't. I wasn't trying to say he didn't have heart. Like he's not a. He's not into what he does or anything like that. He doesn't care. I just don't think that he's gonna go to New York. There's just no. There's no reason to go to New York from 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 his perspective on media or 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 money. It just doesn't make sense for him. Oh, well, money. Yeah, they have cap space, but there's no reason for him to go. The the roster is not what the roster is. They're not trading for AD. Like it just doesn't. Everything lining up to where everybody's talking about for KD, Kyrie, and AD to come to, to New York does not line up. It does. It's not going to happen. Boston's going to outbid New York for whatever they try to to, to, to put in for AD, so it's just not going to end up happening. And he didn't switch up much, right? Like he didn't. I mean, you didn't switch up much. That's what I'm talking about. Like, no, no, no. I stayed with. Well, I, I, yeah. I, that's that's what I'm like. That, that's at least one thing you know. Yeah. If I'm saying something about you behind your back. And if it comes to you in your, in your face, it's the same thing because I'm going to end up saying it to you at, at, at some point anyway. Yeah. So yeah. it's not it's like I'm not going to change up my tune. But yeah, KD going to New York makes no sense. Okay. So yeah, I it apologize, w- my guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good, man. Um, yo, we did have a chance to. Um, I, I had a chance to on my my network this week. Yeah. yeah. Talk to um talk to Jake Madison. Jake Madison is the um, podcast host um, for Locked On Pelicans, and he talked about the impact of New Orleans having the number one overall pick. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. And so he talked to me. Uh, I asked him a few different questions about the possible impact of Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Actually, being on um, on that New Orleans roster, right? Mm-hmm. I'm asking him a few different things, right? What would happen with AD? Mm-hmm. Where does he think AD could possibly be going, or is he staying, right? Okay. And he's a and Jake is a very informed individual, right? Okay. But on top of that, he's very you know sober individual. So his his what his thoughts were, right? Okay. Okay. He said that um, he doesn't believe AD staying. Okay. So for those people who are thinking that this pitch. With um with New Griffin. with New Orleans and Griffin, mm-hmm. they said Drew Holiday is gonna be in that um that meeting as well, right? They oh said yeah, that's br- a real draw. Yeah, <laughs> they said <laughs> they said they're bringing in. Um, but look what he he talked about all the stuff that New Orleans has done, right? Yeah, um, yeah, for yeah, when, yeah. For one, going out and get David Griffin was a big get. At the Man. time, he was one of the best um on the on the market. David Griffin, I think, is gonna end up being their biggest acquisition over. Zion, like 
because none of this happens without him being there. Like, well, the odds of them getting a lottery pick, yeah, that still happens without him being. But but setting up this team to be what like moving out the the um uh, transitioning from their their uh, medical staff to a newer one because I think they they had the ones for the Saints, right? Yeah, and so the one with the Saints, um, you know, got a bad reputation for what happened with um, yeah. a little while ago. Something happened with a cornerback that they had, Delvin Bro. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that medical staff has a bad, you know, has a bad reputation, right? Yeah. Um, but outside of that, he goes out and pulls one of the best trainers in the business, right, and brings them over mm-hmm. um, to the New Orleans Pelicans. And with AD and his consistent injury situation, that could be somewhat um, of a pull. I don't mm-hmm. think it'd be strong enough, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a reason why they're, they're it's trying to It's definitely a positive. Yeah. It's not a negative. It's not a negative, yeah. And um, um Benson, Gail Benson is starting to pour a whole lot of money into the um into the organization more than they've ever done in the past. Yeah. Right? Yeah, to yeah. rebuild facilities, right? To yeah. renovate facilities. She's pouring a whole lot of money in. Right? Right now, um already the excitement in the the excitement in New Orleans is is high. Right. Mm-hmm. So and here's what I mean. So when AD a, a little while ago, when AD was selected, right, I think it was in 2012 or so. Right. Yeah, when, been, when he was selected. Yeah, it's been seven, seven years, seven, eight years. Yeah. Right now, tickets are up from from that time. Right. The ticket sales are up three times. Uh, they've oh, they've been wow. selling season tickets, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of season tickets, and if you saw the people who went stupid was the ticket office. Oh yeah, because now it's a lot easier oh, to call yeah. and harass people and ask them to buy tickets. Oh yeah, does that make Most sense? Definitely, yeah, yeah. So, um, but actually, close to four thousand tickets, right? Um, for season Jesus. tickets have been sold already, right? And I, th- I was just in the first week, right? And so they're all, already moving a little bit in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, he mentioned that the he mentioned the same thing close to what you're mentioning is that David Griffin is a huge get. Yeah. He's a huge get for them, and they may absolutely um, the the new era will be much different than the last era. The last oh, era definitely. was just Mickey Loomis, and Mickey Loomis is great as far as the um, you know as far as the GM is concerned with the you know with the um, New Orleans Saints. However, mm-hmm. in this basketball arena, he was not he was it was not him. And I don't understand why why you think you you can do the exact same thing you do for football for basketball. It does it doesn't make it doesn't. Yeah, it was. It, it was, make sense. It was Dempse who was in charge of most yeah. of that, right? So yeah. Dempse was in charge of, of most of the things, and the approach for Dempse was a quick, fast, get some veterans around AD approach, mm-hmm. right? And I think David Griffin will be more. And this is what Jake Madison said: David Griffin will be more of a guy who's about organic growth. Yeah, right. Most organic definitely. growth and, and growing from within a little bit more than trying to pull or getting younger on pieces that you can grow and develop, yeah. as opposed to getting older veterans, right? Who who won't mind coming over and playing with the superstar? Yeah, yeah. Did did he end up uh, talking about the Boston? He talked about Boston. He talked sure. about he talked about Boston. He talked about where he would go and his thing. And he came down surprisingly. And I let you I let you hear it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. But he came down to thinking the same thing that I did, which is that Boston has interesting pieces in Taysom, right? I mean, not Taysom, right? And Tatum, right? In Tatum and and in Brown, right? And I, he never mentioned getting them both. So you're okay. Right, he didn't. Oh, because that's not happening. So he didn't mention getting them both. <laughs> but what he did mention was that the fact that your draft capital is only fourteen, twenty, and twenty-two wasn't intriguing enough to make the move, make the move or pull the trigger. Because this draft is if this draft was stocked across the board, then yeah, that seems a little bit more intriguing. However, it's not. It's not a super deep draft. Mm-hmm. So he got a little bit more intrigued with the third pick that the Knicks have. 
Okay. The third pick that the Knicks have is intriguing, and but he didn't. It's funny because he didn't seem as enthusiastic about the fourth pick that the Lakers have, right? Because most because people, it's a top three draft. It's a top three draft, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's not as enamored with the fourth pick, right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, he's also not as enamored with the Lakers roster. So we talked about that, right? You saying mm-hmm. there's more. Um, for him, there was more things to think about with, with Tatum and Brown as opposed to, you know, with Ingram or with Ball or, or with those pieces from the Lakers. So he's saying, basically, Boston is just the most attractive. No, no, he's saying in the Knicks are the what, most attractive. No, no, okay, so in terms of what the players that they would get back. The players are most attractive, so, so but the, the, package, are... the package is most attractive <laughs> coming, from, coming from the Knicks. And and it's only that attractive because <laughs> it's only that attractive because the possibility of getting Dennis Smith Jr. Okay, right? Okay, he's thinking possibly Mitchell Robinson. Okay. Nobody wants that from that standpoint, but Mitchell Robinson is a New Orleans kid. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. And yeah. bringing him back yeah. to the fold would be a good look. Right. Yeah. And then they're really and he's really enamored with the possibility of the third pick, which is pairing um, pairing him with Morant or pairing him with Barrett. Barrett. So he's saying that's most likely what's going to happen. He's saying, he, from from his standpoint, that was the most attractive offer. That's the most attractive offer. Okay. So, that's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, what would it would come down to would New York be willing to give up Mitchell Robinson? Because I think, from what I've heard, that's a guy that no one wants to give up. Yeah, a lot of people in New York are feeling the same way. Where a lot of a lot of fans of New York are yeah. feeling like they don't want to give up Mitchell Robinson because of his potential. So it comes down to what the front office is willing to do. But um, I think their Dennis is a definite piece. I think they're willing to give they're up. They're willing to trade him, right? And yeah. so if they trade him, I think that's good. Um, them getting AD does a lot for this other thing that we need to talk about before we go, Which right? Um, them getting AD could be very attractive. For pulling Kyrie. But you feel Kyrie won't go there. What's I up? don't. I don't. Um see okay, so this is a this is a theory that I had if if Boston was not able to pull the trade. Not sure. I think what would end up being able to happen is if they try to go after K D. Would you end up I, I can't remember how it would go. I think they would end up having to sign and trade K D. And Boston is up signing and trading Rogier with some other pieces. I I don't know. I can't forget. I can't. I, I gotta. I gotta look back and see how that would actually happen. But I wouldn't mind pairing AD, uh, KD and Kyrie in Boston. But you think the KD and Ky- you think the KD? I'm sorry. The AD K- Kyrie pairing happens in Boston. I think it does. But you think it won't happen in New York. Because no. you don't think Kyrie's going there. I don't. What's I your don't. rationale for thinking Kyrie won't leave Boston? Basketball-wise, the one. Um, like I said, he pitched to, to Hayward when he was in Cleveland uh, to come to Cleveland to play with them before Utah signed him to whatever deal they had. Um, he loves Brad Stevens. I know a lot of people keep think, keep talking about him uh, going butting heads with, with Brad Stevens. That's not the case. We had that situation before where Rondo was butting heads with Stevens or Rondo was butting heads with Doc Rivers. To me, that's butting heads. Whatever Kyrie and Brad Stevens do is more more along the lines of just like just discussing 
different things and options. I, I don't. I think they're on once on the same page. So basketball reasons, I would say you know you got the you got a roster there. You got a young talent there. Um, you have he plays pick and roll with Al Horford so well. It's perfect how they how they operate in the pick and roll. Um, and then on top of that, it's just. He's in a better position to win now in Boston than he would be in New York. I know everyone keeps talking about KD, Kyrie, AD in, in New York, but what? Who? There's no, there's no depth to that roster at all, and especially if you're talking about trading players away, there's no depth of that roster. So you're going to end up being in pretty much a similar position as you were this year in terms of how far you went in the playoffs. So to me, that doesn't make any sense. And then financially, he just makes more money with Boston than he would signing with any other team. So from a financial perspective, it just makes sense. Basketball, if he stays in Boston, if you're able to get the trade for AD, you can actually hide Kyrie behind AD. So you can make AD the focal point of the, of the system and allow Kyrie to do what he was doing in, in Cleveland, where, where LeBron was the focal point. And then you saw Kyrie running around the perimeter, going in, driving into the lane. You, he's just, he was just playing free. He, it wasn't like he was sitting there trying to think of different things. He was just playing free. That's what he wants to do is play basketball and just be free. So if you get AD in Boston, now you got, you got AD to worry about. You got Horford to worry about whether he's going to shoot from the perimeter or drive into the lane. You got Hayward to worry about because it's going to be a better Hayward coming into next season. You've got Brown to worry about. Smart, Marcus, uh, Mark, Marcus Morris, because he's going to end up resigning. Baines. You have other players that are going to be around that will be able to 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 direct traffic away from Kyrie, or create and create that distraction. So I think Kyrie will actually feel more comfortable playing there. That and also you don't have to worry about on the personal uh, level. You don't have to worry about having to to move find another place, this and the other. and then. But everyone keeps talking about him going back home and playing home because he would end up living in New Jersey if he played in, in, in New York. I don't see that happening the same way I don't see KD going back to Washington because uh, it just doesn't make any sense. You go back If you go back home, you're going to have all these demands on you from a personal pr- uh, perspective. People want to, want to come hang out with you more, or, or you have local radio stations that want to do more things with you. You, you know, like, this is going to be more draining in that sense. So that's why, I, like, all those things combined, I just don't see Kyrie leaving Boston. He's already made a made a, a, a imprint there. You had one bad season. Not, not bad season. I can't even say it was a bad season. You had one bad playoff series. You gonna allow four games to de- to determine whether you stay or go? When you when, like when you look at it from that perspective, it doesn't make any sense that he leaves. He had a great season last year in Boston. Just got hurt. Had a great he had. If you look at his numbers, he's had career numbers playing in Boston. And part of what he wants is to have a legacy, and be up in the rafters. So like everything he's been doing in Boston already for the last year. Let's just say this year, because this is, this is his healthiest year. Looking from that perspective, it just makes sense from a numbers uh, uh, perspective to stay in Boston. It doesn't make sense for him to go to New York. I can't say he's going to end up doing the same thing in New York that he's been doing in Boston. 
So that's just my reason for it. Um, I still think that Boss is able to make a trade for KD. I mean, for AD. Um, but say they don't get they don't get AD. At the worst, you sign and trade Rozier. You still have Jason Tatum. You still have Brown. You still have Hayward. You still have Horford. You can end up trading for Vucevic uh, in, 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 in Orlando to help at the five, to move Horford to the four. You could end up getting Boogie if you wanted to, sign him to a vet, min, a vet minimum, have him come in and play at the five. Like, you have options. They're trading Rozier away no matter what. He's not staying. So you end up going to get Isaiah Thomas, or you can go get Derrick Rose, or you can you can you can actually go get Shane Larkin again. Like any three of those guys, I would love to have play backup to Kyrie. But all three of those guys coming in would be able to play a backup role. They're not going to sit there and be like, "Oh, I should be the guy." No, everyone thinks that for some reason that that Isaiah Thomas come back to Boston. That's what will end up happening. It's not happening. He's going to be able to play that role because he needs to be able to to uh, um, raise his stock a little bit, so he can go out and get another contract and then retire. It's not. It's it's. it's he's got to get his big contract. He he can. I think he could actually build his stock up, and then you could see it end up going to play for the Bulls or someone for about a, about forty five fifty mil on a two year contract, three year contract, something like that. He could do something like that. He just can't get that kind of contract right now because he has no, he has no cachet to do it. So uh, either way, I think Boston is lined up for a really good, really good season next season. Um, but if 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 your guy is saying AD to to New York is more appealing to him, is that is that him saying that it's just him, or is that him kind of like giving a hint that that's what the front office could actually do? Um, from his standpoint. I think he was just speaking for himself. Mm-hmm. He was speaking for himself um, more so, um, but he's also thinking about what's best for the organization, mm-hmm. right? Like, like mm-hmm. from that standpoint, what's best for for the organization, um, and then what what just makes the most sense, right? Um, only because you think about what's the poss- You think about having to grow a team up mm-hmm. at four. That's tough. Who are you pulling at four? Does that make sense? And for him, and maybe, right, there's, there's some, maybe there's players that are available, right, that you're thinking about, right? Some people think Reddish. You're talking about at the four? Position? At the four, um, okay. at the four picking a draft. Oh, okay, Who okay, you're pulling, okay, right? Okay, okay. Um, and some people, you know, like Reddish, but he's not, you know, he's not thinking that's enough to build a team or to yeah. or to be worth giving up a franchise player like um, AD, right? So did he, did he ever factor in that Memphis pick for next year that Boston has? Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. He did factor in that pick. Um, okay. he, he talked about it, right? Okay. He talked okay. about um, that being um, an attractive uh, part of the overall package if you add in um, that pick um, and then, you know, with, with either Brown Tatum, right? It feels cool, right? It feels cool. Um, but at the same time, and then Rozier, right? Like, you look at that. You have to trade Rozier to him within that package. Yeah. Um, but just for, for Just for salary purposes, you have to do it. But it, it, it kind of puts the pick off a year. Yeah, right, and then yeah. it puts off your development as well. Well, right? see, the reason why I'm asking is because I don't think I don't think. Let's say, for example, AD is gone. Whatever moves that 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 New Orleans ends up uh, actually ends up doing, I don't see New Orleans being 
a playoff team right off the bat. So either way, it's gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to have some development anyway. So that's why I'm, I, I wouldn't if I if I were them, I wouldn't be too scared of the Memphis pick. Well, he thought the same thing. He said New Orleans is not. Um, he asked him how far you think they are away from competing, mm-hmm. right? Um, for for any type of um, you know championship or anything like that. And he was like, um, they can possibly compete for a seventh or eighth spot if they pull the right moves, right? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If they yeah. trade yeah. AD, then there's a possibility of them, you know, doing pretty okay, mm-hmm. right? Um, it depends on what type of package they get back, but they can at least fight for a seventh or eighth spot, right? Maybe mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. um, but they won't actually be competing for about another three years. Oh yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. But they, they have – New Orleans has a bright, bright future. Like, to me, they almost run – they're running the offseason. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're in command of the offseason. They will dominate headlines. And, and that's why yeah. I wanted to bring them on the show because I'm like – I'm mm-hmm. like, look, most of the news surrounding um, at least the first few weeks of free agency – will not always just be about the free agents, even though, you know, Kyrie will dominate some headlines, KD will dominate some headlines, regardless of what they choose to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, You'll have some off-beat signings that people will care about, like DeAndre Jordan, like, where is he going, right? Um, oh, yeah, like you, you think, Right, like, you think yeah. about some of those little off-things that people yeah, aren't thinking yeah. about, right? Um, But at the same time, um, most of the major news, right, will come out of New Orleans and what they're doing. That's going to be a major trade or a major decision. AD, if AD decides to stay... Then most of their money will be spent. They'll, they'll, that decision will follow up with a contract um, talk, right? Okay, okay, and then them okay. giving him the supermax. Does okay. that make sense? And that's the oh, the biggest thing that came out of our conversation was his rationale for why Zion Williamson was going to um, stay. So why is Zion Williamson going to play for New Orleans, right? And for what, his career? N- well, not stay the whole time, but why he's going to pick or choose to be included in the draft. Right, not go back, right, and mm-hmm. then um go ahead and um and and play for New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is because most he said most uh, NBA players make the most of their money or the bulk of their money on the third contract, right? right because right, that's right. when you can get are eligible for the supermax. And he was saying that you'll start off like why wait, why delay that a whole another year and go play for free again when the lottery ball. Oh, and then um he also talked about this thing where. If a team does decide, let's say he decides to um, to play or, or whatever, let's say he gets picked, right? And then he decides after he gets picked by New Orleans that I don't want to play for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they still own his rights for the next few years. Oh, yeah. And because they own his rights, then he would have to stay out of basketball for like three years before he can come back and do anything. Does that make sense? Yeah. And he I mean, to- they could technically still trade him, though. I mean, they could trade him, or they could trade his rights, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that would be on them to decide whether they want to do that or not, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, most yeah. likely they won't. And then it, they, who's to say where they'll trade him to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they may say, all right, bet, we'll trade you to Sacramento and call it a day. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Or, mm-hmm. or trade you to, to wherever, right? That would be stupid. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that would yeah. be stupid. They may want Buddy Hill back. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> but but at the same time, like you, you think about you think about those things, right? Mm-hmm. And so all the so him delaying his ability to get a supermax, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, or him having to play overseas or in China somewhere, right, for those amount of years, um, or just a very simple fact that this is the way it goes. Like you're yeah. in the lottery. Like what do you yeah. think? What do you think this is, right? Like yeah. for the most part, 
Any team could win this lottery, yeah. like straight up. And yeah. you know what that is, and everybody yeah. understands that. And so just because you've become fond of a particular team or have thought that you play for a particular team does not mean that that's the way the balls will fall, yeah. right? And yeah. so because this is the way it fell, um, and I think he's accepting of that, his father, right, or, or, you know, coming out and mm-hmm. saying that he's going to, you know, he's excited about, you know, New Orleans and the possibility of starting his career there. All that lends to the fact that he will definitely be playing um, as a part of the New Orleans Pelicans next year, and people need to just get used to that because that's be going to be what it is. To forego the draft. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He would have he been stupid to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I just, I never bought into that of him going back to Duke. But some people thought he might force the force their hand and basically say, "Look, you can draft me if you want, but I'm not going to play for you," which would then um, force them to trade him. Uh, trade that pick to somebody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he he's not doing that either. Which is I was if you've seen him operate, he's not that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's why I'm trying to figure out. I'm kind of I'm kind of wondering like before I, I was thinking I, I, like AD really didn't have too much say in where he goes, but if if he tells Griff like I'm planning on going to such and such team. Like next year, regardless if you're trading me or not, um, I wonder like would they trade him to that team if that were the case? Like say for example, hypothetical. I'm just going to say the Celtics. Let's just say hypothetically he said I'm I'm going to Boston, whether you trade me or not. Would it propel Griff to just say, okay, look, let me just get as much as I can from them? Since he's going there anyway, would um, that would that push him to select another team versus? I thought like that, but this Kawhi thing made me start thinking different. This Kawhi thing was crazy because I thought once he got traded to Toronto, mm-hmm. right? I thought they were crazy for trading for trading him to Toronto, uh, and I thought they were crazy for doing it. Um, really because I thought he would, he'd be like, yo, I'll be in Toronto for like a week and then I'll be gone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I never thought at all that he would be playing for Toronto for like, for, I mean, for the whole year. Right. Yeah. I thought for sure they'd have to trade him, but they didn't, they got him, they have his rights and he's playing for that team. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and he, that wasn't a desired destination for him, but now he's making a name for himself and now he's going to the Eastern Conference Championship possibly, it depends on how that works out. Right, so he he's yeah, now become yeah. the guy in that town, right? So I don't know what's gonna happen with Kawhi now. And I thought, I thought that NBA players, even though they got traded to a particular place, right? I thought they can still push the narrative and get traded somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. what that's what what made me think that was watching what happened with Carmelo, right? Remember when Carmelo mm-hmm. gets traded to the Atlanta Hawks and he's like, I'm not playing there, right? And then they trade him, <laughs> and they trade him to, um, then they trade him to Houston, right? Yeah, Real quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought same thing would happen with with Ka- Kawhi, uh-huh. but that's not happening. And so if a- wherever AD gets traded, right, mm-hmm. go, go have to go play. Oh yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, most definitely. And most so definitely. and he doesn't control that apparently, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. but then he may play and then like it wherever he gets traded to. Yeah, we'll that's why I say I'm not, like I'm just not sold on New York. I get it. I'm just not sold on it. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold that they have a better package overall than Boston. Um, I think they have a better package than Lakers. Uh, to me, the pecking order is Boston, uh, Boston, New York. 
and everyone else. And I, I think based on what based on what I think rationally and based on what I heard from him, mm-hmm. I think the pecking order um, is New York, New York, Boston, New York. Um, I think it's actually New York, L.A., then Boston. Really? I think so. Could, well, see, this this is another reason why only I, because of that only because of the draft capital. So that this pick this year is that heavy for everyone. I really don't see it like that, man. I because I, I I see I see what everyone's talking about. I get it. I just don't see that being the determining factor. You know what I'm saying? Because take picks out of it. I think whatever players you get from Boston is just better than whatever players you get from New York or you get from from the Lakers. I, that that's that to me that's what it comes down to. If you're talking about building up a young team, to me that's what it comes down to. Getting those players together. And the players that I get from Boston are just better than what I can get from definitely better than what I can get from the Lakers. Um and then just better from what what's what's going to be from New York. So I, like that that's the reason why to me that's why it, what it comes down to. That's why I'm trying to figure out if that's what it if the if the the draft pick is that heavy, is it significantly heavily heavy over the players? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that one pick, three or four, is that really bigger and heavier? Like, does it tip the scales more for New Yorker or L.A. than Boston? Is it really that heavy? Yeah, I think it is. Really? Yeah. I'm based on one of here, I think it is. All right, y'all. Like, what? That was. I'm good. If you good, that's what we had I'm on good. dark, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yo, phenomenal day, man. We we talked about a lot. Very dense um episode. So I hope you really enjoyed it. <laughs> No, I'm dead serious. Yeah, There's man. a lot, a lot of content here. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, so go ahead. You want to tell them something? I, I, I have nothing else to to to, uh, to say. You have anything to plug? Yeah. So, um, always MTMV Sportsman. The the podcast is on Apple. Um, so this this podcast will be played on that network as well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you'll get a chance to hear this. Plus, you can hear um, there's a radio show that's happening on Dash Radio that comes along with music. You'll be able to hear that. Um, there's wrestling podcasts, um, basketball podcasts. There's, I mean, just a ton of content there, right? Over 800 episodes already on that on that station, man. Over 107. No, I'm sorry, over 105,000 downloads, right? Come and see what the fuss is about. Come check it out, man, on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your um, podcast most definitely and then you can find us on uh facebook uh sideline guys that's uh that's the the main page and then we have a group uh on the sidelines group of you know join that and and we're also on instagram at sideline guys as well uh we're just just getting started so invite everyone to come join the fun and and let's rock it out we're coming out with some more content really 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 soon i mean there's there's a lot of stuff coming coming your way uh, in the next couple of, couple of months. And continuous talk on that Facebook page. I mean, continuous yeah. um, engagement. And then, do you want to plug the it's, Fantasy League? Oh, that yeah. Might be yeah, we're about to start a Fantasy League uh, on the sidelines, Fantasy League. Um, we're going to have paid league, and we're going to have a free league as well. Because uh, for some reason, we have a lot of guys that just want to pay $50 for this. So... I don't know if that's where we're going to set it at fifty. I, I want to set it at twenty or twenty-five because it's just a it's the start. You know, I don't want I don't want to blow everyone out the water, but we'll we'll see how how that goes. So if you want to join that as well, just, uh, come join the group and and, and uh, drop your email and stuff like that. Give us your information and we'll we'll get you started. And I think I try not to play because I don't want to take everybody's money. You feel me? <laughs> so. Jump in, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right, man.